everybody. We are back. It's the Burgundy and Gridiron Podcast. It's the beginning of April. That means the draft is getting closer. One step closer, brother. And closer and closer. Um, yeah, man, football season, well, it's it's far away, but it's getting close. I know, man. You know, it feels good, man. Things like the draft and then OTAs starting all that stuff. Right. That just means the season is, is coming up on us. But mm-hmm. before we talk about all of that, today is April 1st. Today is Sean Taylor's birthday. My brother. So, real quick, <laughs> in honor of Sean Taylor, uh, Matt, what's your favorite, I guess, Sean Taylor memory? Oh, man, favorite. Um, It's hard to decide between the Pro Bowl hit. On the punter? On the punter. Yeah, that was great. But also, it was that last game that he played in Green Bay where he had, like, he could have had, like, five like five interceptions. That oh, game. yeah, yeah. But I just saw something like change in him where it was like he could still be the man to deliver that big hit. But something clicked in his mind where it was like, nah, I can get this ball. We can like score <laughs> touchdowns yeah. now. Like I think he picked off Brett Favre. Like how? Like I think like, I th- I think that game he had two interceptions. He had two, but he, he dropped like four or something like something that. Crazy something like crazy like that. I know for sure he had two, and he yeah. dropped some more. But that's when I knew like I already knew that he was great, but. Yeah. I, he was just ridiculously special in that game, and I saw it happening. And I was like, "Whatever's gonna happen in like the season coming up?" Because I think he was leading the league in interceptions already. The, the year, the year he died, he was. Yeah, he well, was well, before he died, he, yeah, was, leading he was leading the league, the league in interceptions, interception, yeah. and he was just getting started. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably one of my favorite memories. For me, uh, I'll, 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 I'll throw out two. Is uh, I think the Tampa Bay game. I think yeah. it was, was it a playoff game where. He picked up the he picked up the fumble, and yeah, ran it back for a touchdown. My, actually, he did that. I think he did that in back to back weeks. Yeah, because I think he the week before the Tampa Bay game, if I'm not mistaken, he did it against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He picked up a fumble and ran it back. And then I think in the Tampa Bay game, I yeah. think that was a playoff game. He picked it up. Yeah, and um, and ran it back for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, I count those two as like one of my memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, another memory would be um. I think we was playing Kansas City, and um, I don't know if you remember Priest Holmes. Yes, Priest Holmes used to play running back for the um, yep. for the Chiefs, and Priest Holmes got the ball, and Sean Taylor just came downhill. Mm. I mean, Priest Holmes' back was kind of turned. Yeah, like he it was like he was like breaking out of a tackle almost, mm-hmm. but his back was kind of turned. But Sean Taylor came downhill, and hit that man so hard, the yeah. ball like flew like straight up in the air. That, that yeah. was crazy. But that's probably those two. Or three. You know, yeah. Those are probably my favorite yeah, man. Uh, Sean Taylor memories. But the draft is a couple weeks away. Yeah, man. So we uh, took the liberty of, uh, you know, doing a mock draft. Every time you cut on NFL Network, they're talking about a mock draft. Yeah. But, so in honor of the draft coming up, um, I did a mock draft. I did it twice on um, the draft network. Yep. So... The first mock draft I did, um, very well done, sir. So I, the first mock draft I did, I was like, okay, let me early on, let me try to focus on defense because yeah. I feel like this year uh, we're gonna have to really lean heavy on our defense. I think defense in the run game. Um, yes, I mean that's what we were doing at the beginning of last season when we were successful. Yeah. So I think um, that's the formula they're gonna try to build the identity of the team around as we play good defense and run the football. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, uh, the mock draft with the 15th pick, I selected Devin Bush yeah. linebacker yeah. from um, uh, Michigan. Yeah. Then second round pick uh, Chauncey Garner Johnson, mm-hmm. Chauncey Garner Johnson. Yeah. Safety from Florida. I took Riley Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went and got Jaquan Johnson yep. from Miami. Then I finally selected a quarterback. I took Brett Rippon, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Hurd. Then I went my last three picks. I drafted three O linemen: John Baker, Good man. Zach Bailey, uh, and Brandon Fanica. Yeah, that's the first mock draft I did. Mm-hmm. The second mock draft. So then once that you know once I did that draft, I was like, all right, let me do it over and see what results I can get the second time. Uh, the second mock draft, the first pick. Uh, took DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Then I got Deontay Thompson in the second round. Then I took Will Greer in the third round. Yeah. Uh, took Riley Riley Ridley mm-hmm. um, in the third round. We you know we have two third round picks. One right. is a compensatory pick. Mm-hmm. Then I took Lester Cotton, O lineman, 
Garrett Brumfield, another O lineman. Bryce Love. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Bryce Love. I think this is the f- sixth round. Yes, yeah, sixth round. Yeah. I really like this Bryce Love pick because Bryce Love is coming off. Um, he tore his ACL. I can't remember what game it was last mm-hmm. year, but he tore his ACL. But Bryce Love is, a, I think, is a very good running back. Okay. But you know, any running back coming off an ACL injury, mm-hmm. he's going to drop in the draft. But yeah. I thought. Getting Bryce Love in like the sixth round, I thought it would be a steal. Because, okay. I mean, Bryce Love is one of those guys, if the Redskins draft him right now, he mm. doesn't have to play. Right, I mean, you know, God forbid there's another se- another season where uh, we're plagued by injuries, but he doesn't have to play right away. Right. So that, pressure, that pressure won't be on him like that. Too. That's that's a guy that I think will be a good change of good, uh change of pace back with Darius Geis yeah. in maybe a year or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, we gave AP um, a two-year deal. But um, there's no guarantee that AP is going to play for two more years with the yeah, Redskins. So, not at all. I like that Bryce Love pick. Then I got, I went and I went and got Kendall Joseph, and mm-hmm. then I finally selected um, uh, Ryan Finley with the last pick. Yeah. So based off these two mock drafts, I really like. I think I did pretty good. <laughs> for both, Bro, for no, both, not to job. not to toot my own horn or anything. No, but this is these are some some solid picks. I mean, if you go, if you look at the first mock draft, mm-hmm. um, Devin Bush. Uh, for, let's let's go with the first uh, five picks: Devin Bush, yeah, Chauncey Garner Johnson, Riley Ridley, Jaquan Johnson, Brett Rippin. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start. Well, so I'll go. I'll start from the bottom up. Brett okay. Rippin, uh, I think will be a great pickup. Okay, I think I. Brett Rip, Brett Rippin, excuse me. They'll probably they probably won't think he's ready to play. Okay. I know Jay Gruden said he's in. We have to win now. Um, he has to win now. <laughs> he that's what I said. He has to win now. Yeah. I think Bruce wants to win now. Yeah. I mean, and you got to look look at it. Um, Trent Williams isn't getting any younger. Ryan Richard. Kerrigan isn't getting any younger. Yeah. Josh Norman isn't getting any younger. So. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the team is built to win now, but they got to figure out a way to win now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Brett Rippon will be a great pick in the later rounds as a guy that you could probably sit for a year okay. and develop, or he might not even have to sit for a whole year. A guy like Brett Rippon, if we're if if by week eight we're under five hundred, I'm putting you him in. you will bring him in. I'm putting okay. him in. I mean, if if by week eight, let's just say. Hopefully this is this is not this doesn't happen. But let's just say by week eight we're sitting at after eight games we're sitting at three and five. Yeah, I'm putting them in. You put them in. I'm putting them in. Okay. You know if we're sitting at something I mean, like at that point, let's try anything. If we're sitting at something like two and six or three and five at that point, whoever the starter is, whether it's well, we know where we're getting out of Colt McCoy. Right. So I mean. We'll see what Case Keenum can bring to the team his first year in Jay Gruden's system. But after eight games, if we're not over 500 and we're not competitive, why am I going to ride out the rest of the season with those guys who are both on one-year contracts right. anyway? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the last year of um, Colt McCoy's contract. And then when we traded for Case Keenum, he only had one more year on his contract. So it was like yeah. – why would we, you know, ride out the rest of the season with those guys if we're not successful? Mm-hmm. Um, ja- Jaquan Johnson, um, he reminds me, me personally, I don't know how other people feel about it, but he reminds me of Kaishan Jarrett. Nice, okay. And uh, Kaishan Jarrett was, I remember when we when we got him mm-hmm. um, two, two, three years ago, a couple years ago, we talked about how much, or how I thought he had a huge upside. Then he had yeah. that injury against the Cowboys, and yeah. his career is over. So Jaquan Johnson, I think, is a guy that can come in. Um, he might not be a day one starter, but I think he can contribute uh, on special teams and on defense in a rotation, certain okay, packages. Good. It's needed, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, Riley Ridley, he's a, on on the Redskins. He's a day one starter receiver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't even have to say much more than that. He's a day one starter on receiver. Chauncey Gunner Johnson is a day one starter at safety. Yeah, I think that'll be a great pair with him and Landon Collins mm. at safety. Like we said, we say this all the time. We still don't know what's going to happen with Monte. Right. If he's going to face uh, some type of suspension. So we've still heard nothing on that. Situation. We have heard nothing. Okay. I think his court date got pushed back to sometime in May okay. or something like that. But we, the same thing, like we haven't heard anything with Ruben Foster. Right. And right that's too. why 
I took um, Devin Bush. Well, he was available. And I mm-hmm. just felt like you couldn't pass him up when I did the mock draft. Yeah. I took Devin Bush with the first pick mm-hmm. um, because we don't know what's going to happen with Reuben Foster. Right. Um, Kareem Hunt got eight games, but they mm-hmm. also have footage of Kareem Hunt in the yeah, act. Yeah, that changes the situation a little so, bit. I don't necessarily know how they're going to rule in uh, as far as Reuben Foster. So, yeah. I was just looking at it from Devin Bush is on the board. You can't pass him up. Right. And then I'm thinking, like, well, if we was to take Devin Bush and Reuben Foster doesn't get suspended, mm-hmm. now you have a pair of Reuben Foster and Devin Bush in the middle of your defense. Mm-hmm. So, um, also in this draft, Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd, I think, is a guy that has a lot of talent. I think he's still raw at receiver. Okay. I think he went to uh, that Baylor. I think mm-hmm. it was Baylor. Um, he started off playing running back. Mm. And then they moved him to receiving. I actually watched one of the Baylor games this year, and they had him. Like, he would get carries, and he would go line up out wide. Gotcha. So, I mean, he's a guy that I don't know if he'll play running back in the NFL, but. Because he's not small. He's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, he's not a small guy. I mean, mm. he doesn't have like a, a huge body frame. Okay. Um. I mean, he's not Calvin Johnson big, but right. he's also not, like, Chris Thompson either. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he has he has, he has um, good size. So, um, that's a, I think that'll be an inst- interesting pickup to see how the Redskins use him. Got you. Now, the second mock draft. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we already talked about Bryce Love. Um, Ryan Finley is another guy that I think, um, the quarterback, I took him with the last pick. Yeah, I was surprised that he was still there, but mm-hmm. as another guy, I think that he might need to sit for a year. But yeah, same situation, if we're not competitive by week eight, I'm putting him in. Mm-hmm. See what the rookie has. Um, uh, Riley, well, I picked Riley Ridley again in this uh, draft. Um, DK Metcalf, obviously, mm-hmm. does a day one starter for the Redskins. Side note: So you would pick him over Hollywood Brown. In the first, see the thing with Hollywood Brown is, he has great speed, but I don't know if, I don't know if I would take him with the fifteenth pick. Okay, that makes sense. Cause I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, honestly, the Redskins do need more speed at receiver. Yeah. If we were to take a, a receiver at fifteen, we do need more speed at receiver. Yeah. But Because what was surprising is that, like, especially on like the NFL uh, network and stuff like that, they're rating. Um, Hollywood Brown over, higher, yeah, over mm-hmm. over Metcalf. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Um, yeah. I I think uh, I think some people might be turned off by Metcalf. Um, they just think the big stocky receiver. Well, they don't think that might work. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I just I don't know if if I had to choose between Metcalf and Hollywood Brown at fifteen, I probably would take yeah. Metcalf yeah. at fifteen, and it's not. That I don't think Hollywood Brown is that good. It's just I think the Redskins need a receiver with a combination of size, size and speed. Yeah. Um, we have not had that. Yeah, I mean, because if Paul Richardson can stay healthy, he's supposed to be the guy to take the top off the defense. Right. So, but if you get a guy like Metcalf, and hopefully it translates over all the workout numbers, hopefully it translates right. yeah. over to the NFL. Mm-hmm. But if you can get a guy like Metcalf with size, speed, strength. I think he's the total package at receiver. Like gotcha. I said, it has to translate over. We have to see what he does when of the course. patch come on. Yeah. But I probably would probably would take him at 15 before Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. Um and then in this draft, that so that was the first the first pick was Metcalf. Then we drafted uh Deontay Thompson. Yeah. Safety from Alabama. We need a free safety. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best safeties in this draft. I don't know. I wouldn't it's hard to throw up who is the actual the best safety in this draft, but he's one of the best yeah. safeties in this draft. Um, I mean, and then you pair him with back there with Landon Collins. I think that gives you a, a formidable safety duo. Yeah. Will Greer. I was surprised that he lasted to the third round in this mock draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took Will, uh, Will Greer with the 76 pick. Um, that was our first third round pick. Um. Will now Will Greer is interesting. Will Greer, I think, um, 
I think, well, based off, you know, comparing him to the other quarterbacks that I picked, I think Will Will Greer, sorry, mm-hmm. I think he can come in and be a starter. Okay. For, now, this is based for the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Other teams, they might think he need to sit for a year, right. but I think he can come in and be a starter. Based off the competition, a, a quarterback yeah. that's on the roster now. So you have him, have him coming in at, at camp and just really I mean, you separating know, himself. I think he has the earnest spot during yeah. camp because he's not a first round pick. Yeah. They're not gonna hand it to him. But mm-hmm. I think that Will Greer can uh going through the off season yeah. and through training camp, I think he can uh start day one. Hmm. But once again, most like other late round rookie quarterbacks, you might think he needs to sit for a year. Yeah. Same thing with the other quarterbacks. If we're not competitive by week eight, I don't there's nothing else that Case Keenum and Colt McCoy needs to show me for me to say we're gonna stick with them. Yeah. So I, I'm, for, for me, they're on a short leash, and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna give Case Keenum a pass for this is first year in the system. Nope, you're a veteran. I'm not. I mean, Colt McCoy's been in this system for years. For years, yeah. I he's on the for me personally as a fan, he's on a short leash. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tired of all the players saying, "Oh, we we believe in Colt, but we don't see that when the you know, when it's game time." So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think Will Greer he can come in and play. I think he can come in and play right away. Yeah. I mean, at least I would. I know, and I know, you know, Jay Gruden and uh, he's going to put the best quarterback out there that he thinks gives us the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think at this point he's bu- uh, building for the future. Yeah, he's trying to win now. So that's going to be interesting to see how our actual draft plays out. Uh, what's the draft? When is the draft? April 25th? Something like yes, that? Yes, I believe so, yes. So that's going to be interesting to see how the draft plays out to see if the Redskins are actually building for the future or they're drafting to like win now. Mm-hmm. Um, which brings me to the next point, Drew Locke. Yes. Has, has a meeting with the Redskins this week. Very interesting. Okay. That's very interesting because there's a, a strong possibility that he will be there at 15. Yeah. Now, Drew Locke, I don't think there's any way that you can draft a quarterback at 15 and he sits on the and bench. And he sits now. Especially if Jay Gruden says we're in win now yeah, mode. Yeah, absolutely. You, you don't draft put him in yeah, right exactly. Now. You don't draft a quarterback if if you don't you don't tell the media we're in win now mode. Yep. And then you draft a quarterback and then sit him. No. For he, a few he's weeks. Your, he's your franchise he, guy when he comes in. And... When OTA start when yep. OTA start he goes out with the first team. Yeah. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, what, what do you think? What do you think that shows that the Redskins are even taking this meeting with Drew Locke? Like we say, they're strongly considering, hey, this guy might be an option for us, and if they're pursuing pursuing him in that way, then he he's going to be our franchise guy. Yeah, I mean, Drew Locke can play. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he can ball. I, I've seen I've seen his takes. Hey, he he's a baller. He can ball. I I don't know if he'll be there at fifteen, but they it's a strong possibility that he will be. Yeah, um, because. Like I said, the Giants, I think the Giants are going to ride out with Eli yeah. for another year. The Giants seem to be interested in Rosen, too. Tell me this, though, because this is one thing on from your mock draft that I didn't see. No possibility of us trading up. I didn't want to trade up. Um, not, I'm not saying that the Redskins won't trade up, but yeah. me personally, mm-hmm. I didn't want to trade up to lose later round picks. Gotcha. Um because I feel like you have you might have a few stars on the, on your team, but the majority of your team is is built through that quality depth that you get in the later rounds. True. Yeah. So I didn't want to, and I mean it also depends on what we have to give up. If we mm-hmm. if we're, let's say we're trying to get Rosen, yeah, right. That's been speculated. And it might cost us a first round and maybe a third round. Okay. okay. You would do that. Okay. Reasonable. Mm-hmm. But. For us to go from 15 to trade up into the top five, that yeah. might cost us our first, our second, second and, and next third. year's first oh, round pick. Yeah. And I, I don't think we should do that again. We saw how that ended with the RG3 yeah, trade. Man. Now, granted, if RG3 would have took us to a Super Bowl and... It would have been justified. We wouldn't, you know, nobody would be complaining about that right now, nope. but it didn't work out that way. So mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of giving up a bunch of picks to move up. Gotcha. So that's why I didn't... Um, I didn't, you know, try to trade up. Especially like if we are in re- rebuilding mode, mm-hmm. um, then you need more guys on your on your roster. You need to draft more guys, so that makes sense. Yeah, and well, I mean, I feel like the more picks you have, 
yeah. the more opportunities you have to hit on good players. Very true. Because every every guy that you draft isn't gonna pan out and be of course not. a star, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. But I feel like if you can get your, the more picks you have, the more opportunities you have to get good players. Right. And this team needs as many good players as they can get. Mm-hmm. So, and, and also if you if you think about it, the more later round picks you have, the cheaper mm-hmm. those guys are. True. We're already tight on money as far as the salary cap. So right. if we could find gems in the later rounds, yeah. we know we got those guys for cheap for the mm-hmm. next four, four, to, four to five, five years. years. Yep. So I, that's how I was thinking. Like, man, if we can hit on, let's just say our two third round picks and back, if we yeah. could find all studs, yeah, <laughs> that's only going to make this team that much that better. Much better. Because now some of those high-priced guys, you might be able to let them go next yep. year because we got – you're going to up the level of competition. Exactly. Yep. So that's that's kind of how I was looking at it. But Yeah. Um, we see. So we went through the mock draft. Uh, we talked about Drew Locke. Um, well, I saw I saw an interesting report the other day. Um, well, actually, no, it was today. Yeah. Um, Trent Williams. So apparently Trent Williams had surgery on his head. He had some type of tumor. Yeah, this, that's one of those I mean, things that made you look like, what? Yeah, they huh? haven't put out much information about it, but I'm like... Yeah. I'm just I'm just at a loss for words. It's like... Like, how do we miss that? Like, One, tumors, is, tumors are... They're nothing to play with. Tumors are serious, but then you have a tumor on your head. That makes me a little bit worried. Um, they say he should be fine. He should be good to go, you know, by the season. I'm not really... I don't really care if Trent Williams participates in OTAs. Right. I mean, they're in shorts and T-shirts anyway. I don't really care about that. Um, I would like to see him probably get a couple reps in the preseason game. But Agreed. if Trent Williams doesn't play in the preseason, I'm fine with that too. I mean, there's, at this point in his career, there's nothing Trent Williams needs to show us nope. that we haven't seen him yeah. do already. You have so nothing to prove right now. If they hold Trent Williams out until – uh, the first offensive possession of the first game of the season, I'm fine. I'm, with all, that. I'm all for that. It's just it it just now that this news has hit the public, I wonder if that somehow changes the Redskins draft strategy. Very true. Because now, do you say one of the the top tackles in this draft? Do you go get him early? Yeah. Because we don't know how many years Trent Williams is going to play. I'm not, mm-hmm. not this this just um take the the head tumor injury away. Yeah, Trent Williams has been hurt a lot. A lot, but yeah. I will give him credit; he always plays. He, he pushes through. But is this the year where the Redskins say, "Okay, we need to prepare for life after yeah. Trent Williams"? Yeah. Oh no, what you think? In my opinion, I think it would be it would be wise to do that this year. This year, I would say yes. So if okay, where do you draft that player then? I'm looking for – I would not be angry if they went second round. Second round? I would not be angry at that at all. On a, a left tackle? Well, on a tackle period. On a tackle period. I wouldn't be angry at that. My only thing is, can he play guard too? True. If he's versatile, then absolutely. Because if we, if we spend a second round pick on a tackle, I want him to play this right, year. Right now, yeah. Like tackle, I don't think you really got to sit. You get yeah, you get no. better at tackle by playing. Right. You know what I mean? So if we if we spent a first or second round pick on a tackle, my question would be is can he play guard? Like they did with Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. We drafted Brandon Sheriff and then we bumped him to guard. True. If, so if Brandon, you get another versatile player like that, then Right. Brandon Sheriff came out of college as a right, right tackle. Guard, yeah, right tackle, that's right. Yeah. And then they bumped him to right guard because yeah. uh uh Morgan Moses was actually playing better. Right. I mean he's actually playing good football. So yeah. they moved him to right guard. Yeah. So that that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting because then then you got to look at look at it. If you draft a guy and make him a guard, so let's say we draft, I think Jonah Williams, right? Yeah, he's one of the one of the better tackles in this draft. Let's say we draft Jonah Williams and then we put him at guard. Yeah, what happens if he dominates at guard? Mm. It's hard to move him back to tackle. Mm. Even though even if he's versatile and can play both, is if this guy's like... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if Morgan Moses goes down, they're not going to move Brandon Sheriff back to tackle. Mm-mm. They're going to find another tackle. Very true. So, it's like... that. I mean, that's that's the risk you run if you draft yeah. a, a left tackle that's supposed to be yeah. the future after Trent Williams is gone. 
what happens if we move that guy to guard and he starts to dominate at guard? It's, yeah. it's very hard to move that guy back to tackle because now that messes up with that messes up the chemistry that's on the offensive line. Very true. Because if he's dominating at guard, I'm pretty sure he has a good relationship with Chase Roulier. I'm pretty sure they have you know they have good working chemistry. But mm-hmm. then if you take him and move him back outside, yeah. That can throw things off. The dynamic's going to be a little bit switched up, yeah. That can throw things off. So, I mean, that's just some interesting things to yeah. think about. Um, but I, I, like, I, wouldn't, I, would, I would never be upset for drafting offensive linemen. Absolutely. Look, and I, just, I've, I've, learned, I've learned. You can never have too many good know, offensive linemen. Of course. They, we always say, look, we la- just wanted the line of scrimmage. So, if you want to bolster <laughs> exactly. the line of scrimmage, do your thing. And brother. we laughed at the Cowboys when they kept drafting O-linemen. Laughed at them. Nope. And you see how it paid off. Zeke has been in the top. But four or five rushing. Yes. Well, he led the league one year. Zeke has been in the top four in rushing every year he's been in the every league. Year. So, <laughs> I I'm, I w- I'm not mad at drafting offensive linemen. Um, so, saw a report last week that uh, Jay Gruden is very confident in uh, Trey Quinn yeah. taking over the slot position. Um, now, of course, we... Only got a small sample size of Trey small Quinn last year. Size, yeah. <laughs> he did. He scored against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. He did. He did. Um, but we really didn't see a whole whole lot from Trey Quinn mm-hmm. um, last year. I know college he was really good. I think his senior it was last year at uh, I think it's TMU. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm saying that right. I know it's his last year in college. He went over like a hundred catches. Yeah. Um, in camp this past season, he he there was no injuries or anything in camp. What were there? I don't think that. No, happened. I think I think he got hurt. I think he got hurt the car, the first game of the season, first and then he was out, right. and then he yeah. came back yeah. against the Cowboys. And I think he got hurt again, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about? Uh, oh, okay. I'll say this: How confident are you that uh, Trey Quinn can replace Crowder, or e- he can even give us equal production Crowder had, or, or if not, be better than be Crowder? Better? I'm about maybe seventy five. At seventy five percent, with him at least being as good as Crowder was. Okay, based um, just based off just, the small sample just size you've seen. Yeah, it's the small sample size. I think I think he can handle the amount of uh, the amount of touches. Um, yeah, he only had nine catches only had last nine year. Catches, so I mean, it's not a whole lot. It's, he only it's really not. He only played three games. So yeah, yeah. and I, I, of course I like also that he's versatile. He plays in a, a kick return or punt return. Or, so I think um, I think. He can give us those numbers. Okay. Um, it's going to be a huge season for him. Hopefully, he stays healthy. If he doesn't, then uh, if, if you're one of those guys, again, that's dealing with this injury bug and you can't seem to get over that hump. Yeah. that's It's going to hurt. But um, I have high hopes for him. I do. I, well, I, <laughs> we're in win now mode, so yeah. I hope he has, I hope he comes out and produces that's too. Right. <laughs> I said I, I accidentally said TMU earlier mm-hmm. when I was talking about Trey Quinn. It's SMU. SMU. SMU, and I'm looking at his numbers from college. Yeah, he really exploded on the scene his senior. Well, I don't want to say his senior year, his junior year, his last year in college. Okay. Um, well, the last year he was uh, he played college. Um, his freshman year, well, his first year he only had 17 catches. Mm. Then followed by the next year he only had five catches. I'm assuming yeah. maybe he got hurt, but his last year, um, well, I know he's playing at LSU, so. He's playing with um, a lot of competition at LSU. It's probably hard to get on the field. Mm-hmm. But uh, he transferred to SMU, and his junior, this would have been his junior year. His last year in college, he had 114 catches, mm. uh, 1,200 yards, 13 touchdowns. Mm. So we know that the talent is there. He's there, absolutely. The talent man. is there. Um, yeah. And Jay Gruden, correct me if I'm wrong, even went on to say that he thinks Trey Quinn can dominate at the slot position. Hey, I, from what I from what I was able to see during um, the preseason and yeah. just some you know what I was able to see from practices at training camp, mm-hmm. I think he he runs very crisp routes. He does. Um, great hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like I like how he gets in and out of his breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean I, it, I mean it it comes down to who's going to be throwing him the football, very who's going to be the one responsible for getting him the football. Yeah. Um. But I, I think Trey Quinn, if he can stay healthy, yeah, um, I I think he can be a key point in this offense. Okay. I, well, I, I think that's the plan going forward anyway. 
So would you say same numbers or same impact as Crowder or greater? Or it's just too early to tell? It's a little too early to tell because you got to think. Crowder, well, Crowder's best years was with Kirk. Last year, Crowder, he had a so-so year. Yeah. Um, But his best year with Kirk, I think Crowder went for like 800-something yards. Mm -hmm. I think we can get that from Trey Quinn. Yeah. But like I said, a, a lot of factors play into that. It also depends on who's our number one outside receiver. True. You know, if we if we draft a Metcalf and he turns out to be a, a stud mm-hmm. and then Paul Richardson can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, of course, that will open up things for Trey Quinn. Right. So it all depends on what's going on around him. Because if our outside receivers are struggling, then teams are going to start trying to take away Trey Quinn. True. You know what I mean? So, And, of course, our running game plays a factor into that. So it 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 just depends on uh, what's going on um, around them. But I I listen. I have high hopes for him. I think that's the reason the Redskins drafted him. Yeah, was because uh, they knew they weren't going to be able to afford Crowder, which they could have. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to be completely honest, I think they could have. They could have afforded Crowder, or they could have paid Crowder. But I think you know. I think that's the same reason why they drafted Doxon mm. um, the year before. Right. We had Pierre De, uh, Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson, and I just thought the Redskins was like, well, well, we'll get a rookie, and we can get the same production out of him. Right. So far, it hasn't played out that way, but <clears throat> I think, well, as far as for Doxon, well, we said last year, this has to be the breakout. Yeah. Year. If he doesn't get it done this year. Yeah. That's it, brother. <laughs> Cause I don't even I don't know if the Redskins picked up his fifth year option. Cause you know he's a first round pick. So True. I don't know if the Redskins picked up his fifth year option. I have to look into that. But mm-hmm. I mean, now I'm I, I try to give Doxon the benefit of the doubt only because his first year he was battling injuries. All right, okay. but his his second year he was playing behind Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. Yes. Last year, sporadic quarterback play. Yeah. Now I'm not I'm not saying I'm not I'm not you know taking the blame off him for the passes that he did drop. That, that was my biggest right. Thing, I'm yes. not I'm not taking the blame off him for that. But no 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 I'm sorry. Is this his? This is his fourth year, right? This should be his fourth year. This should be his fourth year. I think he played with Kirk two years or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know something mm-hmm. like that. But um, well no no I'm sorry. His second year in the league. That's when Garcon and uh, Djax left. Right. True. I just think with Doxon, he doesn't get a whole lot of opportunities. Mm. I mean, if you look, and I'm not, you know, putting them on Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones. Right, that, not I'm not putting them on that level, but teams uh, that have number one receivers, yeah. they feed them the ball. Yeah. We don't feed them the ball. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, everybody says, oh, man, Doxon, he had a bad game. He had three catches for 30 yards. Well, he only got the ball thrown to him four times. We don't feed anybody the ball, to be honest with you. We used to feed Jordan Reed the ball, and I don't know what happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least Kirk used to feed Jordan Reed the ball, but I I don't know. We we don't. Our offense doesn't feature Mm -hmm. one player. No, it doesn't. And I don't know if that's a result of a lack of talent, which I don't think is the case, or Mm -hmm. just... Guys not being healthy. Mm-hmm. Is it the play calling? I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things that factor into yeah. why we don't have feature players in our offense. Right. But, I mean, I, I guess you could say our feature player last year was AP. That was like all we had on offense last year. Yes. Um. I, I don't know. I just think, um. I think Doxon, if he if he's in the right situation, where he, I'm not saying you got thrown the ball 12 times a game, but. Doxon seems to me like he's one of those guys that works better when he's in a rhythm. Okay. So you he's getting one or two targets a quarter. That's not really You know what I mean? That's I don't think that's really I don't think I don't think that's enough. Okay. For if I'm a drafted guy in a, with, with a first round pick or receiver, I'm going to feed him the football. Right. Cuz once again, I'm not comparing him to the other top receivers in the league, but Antonio Brown isn't open every time Ben threw him the football. No. Uh, Julio Jones is it always you throw it up open there and, and make it, right allow or, him or, to make a play or put the ball in a position that allow him to make a play on the ball, mm-hmm. and I felt like 
uh, Kurt and Alec and Alex last year, they was like waiting for him to be wide open. Yeah. Not too many times are guys going to be wide open. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to throw the ball in a tight window and let the receiver make a play on the football. Yeah. That's just me. So, but, so am I hearing you say that you're willing to give Doxson another one more year? Like, you got one more I year. Mean, I mean, <laughs> at some point, he's going to run out of one more year. Right. Um, yes, I'm willing to give him uh, another one more yeah. year, but not as our number one receiver. Absolutely. No. Okay. Um, Like I said, if we brought in – well, if we draft a receiver in the first round, he's going to start. So. Yes. I think Doxon will be good. And I think that'll actually make Doxon play better because it raises it raises yeah. the competition in the room. Yeah. Um I think Doxon will I think he'll be better if he doesn't have to be the number one receiver. Um Yeah, I agree. So if we bring in a guy that's the number one receiver, I think that's gonna raise Doxon's level of play. Yeah. Which in turn might make us start to view him as a number one receiver. Ah. Okay. I mean comp- competition only brings out the best or the worst in you. True. Hopefully it, it reveals who you are. Right. Man. Hopefully it brings out the best in them. Yeah. But going back to Trey Quinn. Yeah. I think, like I said, if healthy, Trey Quinn can have a great year. Mm-hmm. A lot of it means a lot of other factors that goes into it, but just Trey Quinn as an individual, I think he can have a great year. Right. I hope so, man. Well, since we talk about receivers, <laughs> um, supposedly the Redskins are meeting with Kenny Britt. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, I thought it was an April Fool's joke at first. Oh, right. but, that's And I remember they said uh, we were supposed to make a splash this offseason. I guess that's not the splash. I, I, mean, I thought Landon Collins was the splash signing, <laughs> but I guess they're not done making splashes. That's more like a drop in the Mind you, Landon Collins was a great pickup. But this, awesome pick. I, I don't understand. No. I mean, no, if he, if he comes in on a cheap deal, Fine, but I, I'm not. I, That's not thrilling at all. I don't understand. <clears throat> excuse me. Why we're meeting with Kenny Britt? Um, I don't know. My my thing is, he was out of football last year. He had a hamstring injury. Injury. Yeah. I think um the Patriots cut him like doing training camp or something like that. But I don't. What is Kenny Britt going to bring to this team? <laughs> That's just one of those ones where you just keep scrolling like... Ah, okay. Kenny Britt, his best season statistically was in 2000... Well, here's, the, here's the funny part. It was in 2016, 68 catches, 1,000 yards, 5 touchdowns. Guess who was throwing him the football? Hmm. Case Keenum, yours truly. Of course. So I don't, <laughs> a connection. I don't know if this is one of those, well, let's put familiar faces Face around, around Case Keenum, yeah. but... To be completely honest, signing Kenny Brent doesn't say the Redskins are in win now mode, yeah. and that's no disrespect to Kenny Britt, but it's nah, bro. What has Kenny Britt shown you? That's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that he's he's, he's a not, bad player. I'm not saying he's a scrub. He's not a bad player. He's had some productive years, but I don't see how that benefits this team right now. I don't. I don't know how your receiver room gets better yeah. with Kenny Britt. My my thing is, if you bring him in to just let him compete for a spot during camp. Fine, Fine. Okay. I get. It. I mean, of course, you need bodies during the off season. Of course, because we 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 re-signed Brian Quick. With like, I don't know where how that works, but we keep cutting them and re-sign them, mm-hmm. cut them and re-sign them. But we brought back Brian Quick. Yeah. So, I don't know if those guys are like gonna, supposed to if they if they really see those guys being a part of the offense next year, or those guys are just brought in to compete for spots during camp. But my thing is. Instead of signing Kenny Britt, yeah. I would give those opportunities to Cam Sims. Yeah, man. That's just me. Use who you already have on your roster, man. Let's see what they have. And, of course, we had to add more talent to the receiver room. But as far as, like, reps during training camp and, yeah. and reps during the preseason, man, give those reps to Cam Sims. Right. Because, honestly, I, if Cam Sims didn't get hurt, he would have probably started a couple games last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the dude has a lot of potential. He's still very raw. Yeah. But I think that guy has a lot of potential. Um, yeah. Why not? I, I just, I don't know. I'm just, I don't understand. And I'm not understanding the media with Kenny Britt. Now, they might not sign him. I know after we release this podcast, we might see something that they did sign him or that they're not going to sign him. Right. We don't know yet. I just, 
That's a hair scratcher for yeah. me. We should um, have a segment called Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's just a head scratcher for me. Yeah. But I'm not. I I don't know. I guess we just gotta wait and see. Um. You know what happens in the coming days. I think he's supposed to meet with them today, so mm-hmm. maybe we'll know we'll know something in a couple of days if he actually does sign or not. Yeah. Cause I think they were interested a couple of years ago, which was fine, but now. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, I just <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about that one. <laughs> Before we get out of here though, uh JP Finley. Yeah. Shout out to JP Finley posted an article or he wrote an article, should I say, um about the Redskins possibly going back to RFK. Yeah. Um Mayor Bowser, am I saying her name correctly? Mm-hmm. I know she said something and I'm paraphrasing here, but something along the lines of, uh, basically RFK should be it should be used. Yeah. The DC United just got a new stadium, so they're not gonna play there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the DC United, I think the men and the women's soccer team play at the new Audi Field. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Is where you've been? I've been on the outside at least. It yeah, I'm pretty sure it's nice. Yeah. Um, you know the Nationals Park was just built not too long ago, mm-hmm. so I mean. Why not? And of course, it comes down to, you know, Congress and yeah, all those politicians got to vote on that stuff. And I mean, but... they're definitely gonna upgrade it, though, right? Like... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you people think FedEx Field is bad. <laughs> In the RFK stadium, you can't. Like... There's no way you you drop you just drop the team off in RFK right now and don't make any upgrades to the stadium. <laughs> like if I go in, I'm gonna need a tetanus shot after I leave. <laughs> no, it's yeah. You uh, you're definitely going to upgrade. I what if if I'm Daniel Snyder, um, if they do go back to RFK, I mean, of course it won't be for a couple years. Uh, because the lease at FedEx Field is not up until 2027. Oh, gotcha. So they have time to make a decision. Oh, but they don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah. If you if you really think about it. Because mm-hmm. um, you don't want to look up in 2026. You don't know where you're playing. Right. So, well, I mean, I don't think it'll get to that point. But seven years will go by real like, quick. Like that, yeah. Um. So I, if I'm Daniel Snyder, I would try to get this done as soon as possible because... Let's just say before the season starts, they announced that the racing is a moving back to RFK. Realistically, it depends on when they break ground. Yeah. They probably won't be back in the stadium. Be They probably won't play in that stadium until, what's this, 2019, maybe 2022, 2023? Yeah. That's if they got it done now. Now, right. You know, it's just um, there's a, there's an interest level that's there right now. Um, like I said, the mayor the mayor wants that site to be used. Um, and as she said before that she would like to have the Redskins back in DC. It just it all depends on when they actually get the paper moving, right? Um, get permits and all that stuff to start digging. Mm-hmm. But me personally, I would tear it down. Mm-hmm. I mean that that building is old. Oh that yeah, that's old, really man. old, man. I would honestly tear it down and build it back up. Yeah, because I think. This is the nation's capital. We haven't had a Super Bowl here. I'm not. I'm not talking about as far as the Redskins winning the Super Bowl. I'm talking about hosting the Super Bowl. True. Tear that man. Tear that uh, stadium down and rebuild. Like, a, I mean, look at the the, the Falcon Stadium. Yeah. Look at the Cowboy Stadium. The Vikings have a nice stadium. Mm-hmm. Look at the stadium they're about to build for the Rams mm-hmm. in L.A. It's like a amusement the park Cardinal out there. Stadium. The Cardinal Stadium is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. The Texans have a nice stadium. I mean, yeah. there's there's some nice stadiums around the league. If I'm the Redskins, I tear it down and they can either do a dome or yeah. a retractable roof where mm-hmm. you know it opens and closes where you yeah. can have grass. Mm-hmm. I would do that. Um, that would be smart, especially because of the debacle that took place uh, last year specifically, where you look up and it's like, where are the fans at? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it was just crazy, and it's just it has not been regular Redskins football like we know it to be. That f- the fan base is right. distraught right now. Well, that a lot of that has to do with we suck. I mean, we <laughs> suck absolutely. We suck. Um, but I think this would also help. You know, what I'm saying generate. I'm saying some new energy, some new energy, some like, new positivity. Needed. Yeah, you need that. So I understand them doing that. I support it. Bring them back to DC. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of people. 
<laughs> after that Eagles game last year, mm-hmm. the last game of the season where we just got embarrassed. Yeah. They was like, I'm never going back to FedEx Field. Right. And there's a lot of Redskins fans in D.C. that mm-hmm. that's like, I'm not going to FedEx Field. Yeah. So. A lot of season ticket holders aren't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm participating like that now. So And you can you can still keep your practice facilities in Ashburn. True. Just, I cause at one point I said, Well, what if they what if Daniel Snyder bought RFK and then bought out the stadium armory area? Yeah. And made that like the new Redskins Park where they had so practice dope. over there and then the stadium. But then then I started thinking it's probably best to just keep the stadium right there because mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget, it's a train station right there. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you want your practice facility right, right next, next to, to the, the train, train station. station. Yeah, true. Because me personally, I would never go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would get up every day to get dressed to go to work and just get off <laughs> and just be standing outside the gate. Right? Yeah. Like so, I I get it. Mm-hmm. But at least the at least what they could do is they could just uh, rebuild RFK. Yeah. Um. Agreed. I mean, and of course, it might be cheaper to remodel it. I don't really know how that stuff works, but yeah. Put the Redskins back at if you that site to at with the these DC. Other right. Organizations. Exactly. Put up a new a new one. Like exactly. That's what you need to do. A new stadium right there. I think it'll be great. Now you know, there there's so much that goes into it with the residents in the area might not want the stadium. Oh but yeah, all that. I mean, all of that stuff will work itself out. Because mm-hmm. um, when they start offering those people. That check uh, <laughs> money for property, yeah. But you know, Daniel Snyder, if you hear this, put the put the Redskins back where they're supposed to be. Bring, We're the Washington bring, Redskins. Bring We're not the Landover the city, Maryland man. Redskins. We're the Washington Redskins. Bring put the team back, back the at these. You know, I've never been to RFK. Wow, man. Yeah, I've never been to. I've never been to RFK. When I the first Redskins game my dad took me to was at. FedEx Field. I think that was in 97. Mm-hmm. Well, the first Redskins game I went to was when Daniel Snyder bought the team. The first year he bought the team. Yeah, I don't even know the first time I went I to FedEx Field. I don't know if he, the first year he bought the team, they was in FedEx Field. Well, I, I know the first Redskins game I ever went to was the first year they were in FedEx Field. Nice. However, whatever year that was, I can't remember exactly. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like as a Redskins fan to experience RFK. Right. I've never seen them play there. I've only I probably went for probably one soccer game and one battle of the bands. You never of that. You never went to a Redskins game there. Never. Yeah, and the, our generation of Redskins fans, all we know is FedEx, FedEx Field. Field. Absolutely. There might be a few of us who might have went to a game mm-hmm. in um at RFK, but yeah. most of us in our generation, all we know is FedEx Field. Right. And I just feel like this team could use, uh, I guess, a fresh start, yeah. sort of sense, some new energy, a new location. Yeah. It would help, um, man. I I see. You know, you go back and watch like uh, NFL films. Yeah. All that stuff about. Um, I've I've saw I've I've seen interviews of guys talk about how they when they used to play at RFK. Yeah. How I think a stadium used to like shake, shake a rock or right, something right, like yeah. that because I it would be that. so loud in there. Yeah. And uh, RFK is actually smaller. It is. It's actually not that big. Yeah, that's I, that actually wouldn't be a a, a bad idea. So you to you play, you would go with a smaller stadium to play in a smaller stadium for the simple fact that our home field advantage sucks. Like we yeah. have no home field advantage. Yeah, and if you if you play in a smaller stadium, I feel like if we if Redskins fans, hence I said Redskins fans, yeah. if Redskins fans can uh, pack that stadium up. Mm-hmm. That's all. It, I'm not saying we can recreate the twelfth man that the Seahawks have because. Right. It gets stupid loud yeah. in there. Even though they said that we were one of the loudest yeah. stadiums, like when people used to come to the games. But I think if we true. went with a, a slightly smaller stadium. Mm-hmm. I think that could boost. That the wouldn't whole. deter us from future Super Bowls coming to this area. Mm. You don't think so? I mean, not necessarily when it comes. How big is, um, how big is the the Falcon Stadium? I mean, of course, Jerry Jerry World is like. It's like a small country, right? <laughs> How big is um the Falcon Stadium? Right. How many people does it seat? Do you know? Let me look. A rough it. estimate. Because at one point, I think FedEx Field uh, seated about ninety thousand people, mm-hmm. or somewhere in that ballpark, uh, somewhere in the eighties, maybe close to ninety thousand people. I know for sure, at Jerry World, a hundred thousand people could get in there. Probably not seated, but you know they have platforms where you could just stand. And watch the game. They have like balconies with like standing room only. So the Falcons can fit 70, 71,000. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it's expanded, mm-hmm. um, 
80,000. Okay. Well, that's, that's a pretty big stadium. Yeah. Well, I mean, because I think RFK might see, what, about 60,000? Probably, yeah. Okay, maybe add about 10,000 more seats to keep it around that 70,000 cool, range. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. However they decide to do it, I think that would be... I would be great. I would love to go to a Redskins game love at the it. RFK site. I would love it. I would love to. I like I said, that's something. I, as a Redskins fan, I've never experienced the Super Bowl. I've never seen them play at RFK. Yeah. Um, I've never seen them win a home playoff game. Yeah. That's something that I, I would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of Redskins fans yeah. uh, in our generation. That would almost be like it's a new team. It's guys. a new team, yeah. Because all like I said, like I said a few minutes ago, all we know is FedEx Field. Hey, all of our Super Bowls were when we were uh, at RFK. Right. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> we were probably still in Pampers. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I just goes to show, like, I mean, look, we have had some of the most terrible losses I've ever seen in my Horrible. life at FedEx Field. Horrible. Now, while we're at FedEx Field. One thing, one suggestion that I would like to see is they gotta do some dang grass. Have to. Man. I don't know. I I don't know why we haven't gotten turf. Makes no sense to me. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's unacceptable. Like that. I mean, that feel that. that feel late in the season looks Terrible, awful. No, I, I give the the grounds team. I get them credit. Last year they kept it up. They they did the best they could with it for the most part last year. Right. But I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Man, that field it was, was terrible. Yeah, that field was awful. But I would like to see them go to like turf. Even if they don't go to, they can go to like that uh, grassy turf kind of. Mm-hmm. But you know, cause you remember turf back in the day, guys used to actually wear tennis shoes. Right. But no, not that turf. The mm-hmm. the more modern grassy type turf. Right. Um, I would like to see them do that. I mean, while they're at FedEx Field, they got to do something to get the fans to uh, to, to enjoy the stadium Have experience. Have to, man. Have to. Um, That'd so, be a great step. I don't know, man. We'll see. Mm-hmm. All right. So, follow us. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yes, Google Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Paul underscore Barnes 25. Follow us at Matthew. Uh, follow, follow, sorry, follow Matthew at Paranormal Matt. Yes, All right, man, it's the Burgundy and Gridiron Podcast. We out.